Welcome to the How to Feed PMS episode. I've hooked up with Paula from Glow Health to bring you an episode on all things PMS, gut and liver related. So Paula Gillen is a qualified nutritional therapist uh, with a very special interest and love for hormones and women's health. So when we get together, we dive into these topics and we wanted to bring the conversations to you because we're so passionate about women's health. And with Paula's professional wealth of knowledge and my love for it all, we really hope that we can shed a bit of light and a few things for you listeners, our soul sisters, um, and ultimately bring you a little bit of more understanding about your body and help you in any way that we can and um, so hopefully you get something from this episode we're really excited to talk about pms and periods and um our favorite things and i'm excited to learn some new things as well so welcome paula hi carla <laughs> last time we caught up in the park was over coffee i was about mid-cycle so mm-hmm. i was ovulating around that time feeling like a big puffball <laughs> complaining <laughs> about um my chocolate cravings, like I was just so, it probably eating chocolate every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you advised magnesium to me. Mm-hmm. So um, it was actually after we had that catch up that I was like, right, no, we actually need to do an episode on a podcast. Aww. I hadn't even got the podcast going at that point. Um, so you're my proper first like guest. Well, thanks for having me, Carla. No, I really appreciate it. I'm so excited for to hear all your bits and bobs. Um, I know that you've got a wealth of knowledge, so um, we'll probably talk today and realize that we've probably covered about ten different episodes, Mm -hmm. and I can't (laughs) wait to actually seriously do like the listeners will probably hear a million different episodes from us because I want to get an episode with you on stools. Yeah. I want to get an episode with you on everything. There's so much. There's so much to cover. So, yeah, um, we've probably been, like, PMS sufferers, well, we are PMS sufferers ourselves. Yes, for sure. So, yeah, so welcome. Thanks, Carla. What's going on? How's your How's your PMS? Um, Carla, it's at the minute... I have to say pretty good Mm -hmm. Um, I be buzzing whenever I get my period and I'm just like oh it's here it's came Mm -hmm. and I haven't felt the the PMS symptoms to know so I'd be like yes that's not even sore boobs or nothing it just Carla honestly it depends on what I've had that month Mm -hmm. or what's going on in your life as well um my main so firstly we'll say what PMS is. Yes. Um so it is also known as premenstrual syndrome. Um and when we say syndrome, what that means it is a collection of symptoms. You don't have to have all of these symptoms and mm-hmm. signs. Um and it is I think a very, very um predominant um syndrome with a lot of females mm-hmm. i don't think there's anyone that can say they haven't had pms once in their life definitely not um up to 85 percent of women report some of the symptoms of pms and we'll talk about what some of those symptoms are so mm-hmm. they are decreased energy um irritability so if you would be like tend to snap more yeah <laughs> for sure that would be me too yeah um if you notice that you would have low moods um can get a wee bit depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, low libido and sex drive. Mm-hmm. Um, breast pain, so like tenderness. Um, even like sometimes you feel like they're bigger, yeah. swollen. Um, backache, skin breakouts, especially around the mm-hmm. jawline mm-hmm. and the chin. 
um, abdominal bloating, cravings such as sugar and salt, mm-hmm. um, fluid retention, so like kind of feeling really puffy and like you're mm-hmm. just holding on to like loads of water, mm-hmm. um, cramps and headaches. Um, and as I say, it can be different for everybody. Yeah. Um, so why we are getting, what does it mean basically, why are we getting these signs and symptoms? Um, basically PMS is the recurrence, recurrent signs and symptoms that develop during the luteal phase mm-hmm. of the menstrual cycle and disappear after fluid flow of menses. Um, and just for the listeners, can you like quickly just explain luteal? Just yes, in a of nutshell? course. Um, the luteal phase, Carla, is the second part of your cycle from ovulation. Um, and it's until the start of your next period, it typically lasts for 14 days. So this is whenever the PMS symptoms would kick in. Mm-hmm. It can be one to two weeks before your period. Um, I can totally relate to like all of those can, symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. What would you get mostly from Mostly from breast pain. Yeah. Um, back pain but it's like it's my sacrum like it's really literally my tailbone like pressure really sometimes but more so like maybe something's gonna snap if you move the wrong yeah. way oh my god yeah so breast pain and that <clears throat> yeah and the fluid fluid retention i get that too and the the grumpiness and the yeah. <laughs> everything really i would get quite low i would get the like my boobs definitely get bigger and yeah, not in a nice way like mm-hmm. in a like you know when you're working out and you're just like yeah. oh and you feel like they're actually gonna bust and the pain's right into your armpits and then and it's after like, your oh. period it's like they're back to normal yeah um i would get and then you kind of miss them because they go back to their normal size <laughs> and you're like Come back. <laughs> right. <laughs> I also, Carla, get bad breakouts. Hormonal mm-hmm. breakouts have been the bane of my life for yeah. a long time. And Your I skin's it's, so amazing, oh, though. It's okay. Thanks. It's makeup, too. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks. Um, and what else would I get? I would also get sugar cravings. Mm-hmm. I get really hungry. Like, yeah. the week before my period, I'm yeah. always like, I could eat But that's everything. so normal for I everyone, think so. isn't it? I think it is. My, like, I've never learned this or, like, researched this, but I think it's your body's way of, like, being like, right, I'm going to be losing blood here. Mm-hmm. I need to kind of, like, fuel up on yeah. nutrients. That's my I'm actually theory. reading a book at the minute, and I'll lend you it after. It's by Maisie Hill, and it's called Period Power, and it's, like... Amazing, oh, my God, it. I can't put it down. Yeah. And I've, but I've only started... I'm only in the first couple of chapters... But she describes that luteal phase as being your body preparing to be pregnant. Pregnant, yeah. So you're tarder and you're lower in mood. I know you're gonna like we're gonna touch on all that, but um going down a rabbit hole. But she she says it's like your body needs more food and needs yeah. more energy and needs to stock up because ultimately every month you're preparing for pregnancy. That makes so much sense. So it's such a good book. I need to get oh, it's been on my list forever. Has it? Yeah. So You might have actually mentioned that. I did yeah. Did you? The period part because yeah, I've always wanted to get mm-hmm. more into that. But Carla bottom line with PMS is we just need to address that it's not normal. It's not something that we mm-hmm. should be having. It's an indication that there is an imbalance in our mm-hmm. body in the endocrine system. Yeah. And that could be coming from so many areas, nutritional deficiencies, stress, mm-hmm. sleep. That's what we're all gonna talk about today. Yeah. And that might be so hard for people to understand because people do see it as just being so normal. So people just assume that you know when you're 13 or whatever age you're 
gonna get your period. Here's a box of paracetamol. Yeah. Here's a tub of ice cream. Yeah. Go and have a wee cry or whatever. Too. But no one. And then as you grow up, everyone's always complaining about period pains. Completely. But it's so normal. But it's. But then we talk about it that it's actually not. Yeah. So it's more down to. Would you say lifestyle? Hundred percent. And everything. Lifestyle, food. Which um, shows that women across the globe are highly stressed and yeah. undernutritioned. Really? Because um, people I've don't read know what to eat. a really good book as well. You would love a Carla called, um, uh, I think it was The Vagina, A Re-Education. Yes, you told me about that. And it talked all about period pain mm-hmm. and how it's like made out to females, that it's all in your head. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, like it's not really addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, it sh- we shouldn't be feeling this way every month. And you think about it, Carla, we're having how many periods a year if you're lucky enough to have mm. a well, recurring about 400 period. in a lifetime exactly yeah. and like is this something that we are going to have to go through every single time that you Apparently get a period so. it's just <laughs> it's not it's not on they say the same about men, uh, menopause yeah so I you shouldn't you shouldn't kind of feel the bad symptoms no but yet women are encouraged that you know you will feel this way and you will lose your libido and yeah. you will get vagina dryness and all yeah. those things and um, because you're getting your menopause and that's normal mm-hmm. but actually there's so many um things that you can be doing you can through do. nutritional therapy 100% to prevent and that's what's so beautiful about nutritional therapy it's that we are getting to the root of the problem mm-hmm. whereas if you go to not dissing doctors or gps whatsoever but if you were to go to the mm-hmm. doctor, they're more than likely going to say... The only thing they really can give you is things like the pill, yeah. painkillers. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, the nutritional I'm therapy... I'm sorry, but that really does irritate me, though, when you go to... So I went to the doctor in January with serious pains in my pelvic floor, and she was like, it still hasn't been tested properly yet, but she's like, oh, it just sounds like classic endometriosis... Um, maybe you should consider taking the pill. And when I challenged her on that, mm-hmm. she her response was, um, "Well, it, I'll, you know, I'll print out the leaflet and you can read it, and it'll tell you why it'll help you." And I was thinking, oh, Carla, oh my god, like this is what women are, are faced with. facing. You know, I same. I I didn't have any period for two and a half years, and that was down to being underweight. And wow. I must be awful. Carla, honestly, at the time, I never even was like, oh my goodness, I'm not getting my yeah. period. It just was like, oh my God. Like, it just, it mm-hmm. never phased me. I never looked at my body in that way and being like, right, there's something not right here. And I went to the doctor and yeah, I was the mm-hmm. same. She told me to eat more dairy. Mm-hmm. And I think what she was getting out with that is to put more weight on. Right, okay. And to, But whereas you're going to touch on dairy and how it actually can affect the, the menstrual more, yeah. cycle and the... And and hormone balance. Lead to, yeah. And the pill as well. I didn't, thankfully, it didn't take it. I just didn't like the idea of mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, this is what we're faced with. And that's what we want to really talk about today. Is that And help is people so who don't have a clue. Yeah. yeah, and it isn't, you know, that... Well, it's easy for me to say that, but it isn't that hard. And I hope everything that I say today, mm-hmm. like, can come across in a way. It's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Or it's not too much. Yep. It's like easy ways. Yeah. To kind of address it. So, okay, let's dive in. You mentioned about the corpus luteum, um, Carla, but mm-hmm. I think 
it's good to kind of know hormonally what's happening yeah. at this stage of our cycle, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so the luteal phase. So um, once the egg is released from the ovary at ovulation, mm-hmm. the cells that were previously supporting that egg, the ovarian follicle, changes function and turns into the corpus luteum. Mm-hmm. And this produces progesterone as well as estrogen. And this fluctuation in the endocrine system is what is thought to cause the PMS. So basically, Carla, it is what, it's these changes, it's the changes from um, the first half of our cycle is our sex hormone that's predominant is estrogen, then after ovulation it's progesterone, mm-hmm. and it's when these changes are happening is when the PMS symptoms arise mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. what is thought to be going on in the body is an estrogen dominance. So um, that's what I am really going to heavily focus on today. Does yes, that make sense, Carla? Yes, yeah. it really does. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, good. And the first way that you can help support estrogen dominance is liver support. Mm-hmm. Um, the liver is like, I'm obsessed with the liver, Carla. I know, you I, really are. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I think it's something that's really overlooked with hormonal health. And it's mm-hmm. so, so, so important. It's so important for like general well-being and health before hormonal health in particular mm-hmm. it's something that we really want to make sure is in tip-top shape and um, okay. so how to do that <laughs> <laughs> i'll try i think i hear like liver health and i automatically think milk thistle yes. so that's like my liver go-to yeah perfect but, um milk thistle is a really good i've kind of neglected that for a while have you i need to get some more. i love a good milk thistle and yeah. I, I get the tincture taste tincture it does taste funny and I would try and do that like once or twice a year mm-hmm. and Carla I really feel the benefits from it but do yes you? that's perfect that yeah. you go for that that's yeah. really good good so um why why support your liver our liver is um it breaks down our hormones and mm-hmm. removes the excess hormones um so basically Carla we do not want excess hormones in our body whatsoever we want our liver to do its job break them down and excrete them Mm -hmm. because if the liver isn't doing that they're going to recirculate in our body and cause the imbalance right so you want to make sure that they're all going out right yeah so the liver is really really like what's the word carla it's very it has all these pathways Mm -hmm. there's three pathways for detoxifying it's crazy when you think about what your liver is doing every day right basically there's pathways that detoxify your toxins and your hormones Mm -hmm. and there is certain foods to um support certain pathways okay okay so one pathway is called um these by the way these three pathways i'm going to mention are all to do with um clearing excess estrogen okay and that's what i really want to make clear interesting that we're always like coming back to that yep to like clearing yeah. the excess hormones of so the excess estrogen. Could you say that your liver's kinda like um when you have a fish tank, it's kinda like the, the wee filter. Filter. Carla, I love that. <laughs> yes. Isn't that's it? Such a good um yeah, that's really, really good. It is so like that. It is your yeah your cleanser. It is so so, so you have pivotal. to ultimately look after it. You have to look after it. And the thing is... And you kind of think, we well, if you're not drinking heavily, you know, if people think... think that? I was like know, that. I was... No, don't get me wrong. I I was and still can be a bit of a binge drinker, which isn't good. But, like, same. not heavily. But, yeah. Carla, we are constantly putting... We're constantly putting pressure on our liver yeah. every day. Yeah. 
when you are drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. these things that I'm going to talk about aren't being focused on by the liver. Mm-hmm. They're for, in a way, sort of like mm-hmm. second best. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like, right, I need to get to this alcohol. We need yeah. to get this out of the body. Yeah. If you're smoking and like taking in those chemicals, those toxins, again, the liver is just going to be like, mm-hmm. I need to get this out. Mm-hmm. And it's not functioning as well in other areas. Yeah. So um, the first thing is glucuronidation. Okay, um, that's a funny what, word. <laughs> it's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> um, what we need for this, Carla, is your essential fatty acids. So okay. things, um, a lovely way I always remember um, your oily fish is smash. Salmon, mackerel, anchovies, um, sardines, and heron okay. are all fantastic sources of mm-hmm. your essential fatty acids. Okay. Um, so your oily fish, things like um, chia seeds, yes, as well. Absolutely addicted Hemp to them seeds, at the minute. Flax seeds are all great too. Mm-hmm. Um, and citrus fruits is also really good for that for your glucuronidation. So your oranges, your lemons. Okay. That's why your lemon water in the morning is so good. Um, what about ginger water in the morning? Ginger's what? great too. Yeah. It's really good. I would say that's more anti-inflammatory though. Whereas okay. this is really, the lemon in particular is really great for the liver. Okay. Um, and lime as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, your lemon water, easily get oranges mm-hmm. into your diet. Okay. I would do as well, like lovely salad dressings with lemon as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, or like guacamole, mm-hmm. you know, like you yeah. can get it in easily in that. Yeah. Um, Another thing is um, B vitamin rich foods, Carla, and that is okay. good for your methyl for your methylation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another pathway. funny word. <laughs> I know. Um, so, B vitamin rich foods are your dark green leafy veg. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I will probably talk about dark green leafy veg a lot in this. Sounds good. They're just superfoods, Carla. Um, so your spinach, kale and rocket. Uh-huh. Um, nuts in particular, almonds, really good for B vitamins, your grains, oats um, and rice as uh-huh. well. Um, and seeds is fantastic sources, especially sunflower and you would get uh-huh. them naturally in meat and fish as well. Yeah. And finally, this the last um, pathway in the liver that we want to focus on is sulfation. So what kind of supports that, Carla, is your sulfur-containing compounds. Right. You find that in red pepper, onions, garlic, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, egg yolks, and even broccoli sprouts is good for that okay. as well. So they're all great for that. So yeah, um, also, um, Carla, there's another really, really good phytonutrient for liver support called DIM. Okay. It, it's that short for something I'm not even going to try <laughs> what it's short for go on try basically Carla it's a phytonutrient found in brassica vegetables okay. um, such as your broccoli cabbage kale brussels mm-hmm. sprouts broccoli sprouts cauliflower and turnip okay so what this does, it, it, it helps promote your healthy estrogen metabolism. Mm-hmm. So if you've got the estrogen dominance, it's really good um, to break that down mm-hmm. and prevent it mm-hmm. from recirculating, getting yeah. rid. So I always recommend, Carla, if there's any hormonal imbalance, to eat a source of brassica veg every okay. day, okay. if you can. Um, easy ways you can get that in. I love a kale salad, mm-hmm. and if you marinate it, um, with like tahini, apple cider mm-hmm. vinegar, um, even like tamari, which is the gluten-free soy sauce, mm-hmm. um, is such an easy way. Right. Um, 
sauerkraut with your cabbage again mm-hmm. you're, you're supporting your gut as yeah. well with the um, sauerkraut the probiotics is that how you say that? Yeah. i'm not a fan are you not no i don't think I so it. i mm. think it reminds me of coleslaw a wee bit does it mm. But it's really pickly, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's good. That means it's like fermented and really doing yeah. the good stuff. All right, I'll um, try it again. Broccoli. <laughs> Give it a go. Broccoli as well, I think, yeah. is easy to add to um, your meats mm-hmm. and easy to throw into like curries and stews, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, also, Carla, just for general liver health, um, it's important to make sure that we're getting in enough antioxidants. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason for this is when our liver is breaking down the toxins, um, the antioxidants mop up basically the damage that can be caused by the free radicals okay. that are being formed whenever the, whenever the liver is breaking down and the toxins, if that makes sense. Okay. So we just want to make sure we're getting constant antioxidants into the diet mm-hmm. for our liver and also for our skin mm-hmm. to keep us looking young and our body and our cells mm-hmm. um, and fantastic sources of antioxidants is your lemons again like vitamin C rich foods your lemons berries strawberries berries, blueberries yeah. raspberries um, green tea yeah. is also really good um, dark green leafy veg again mm-hmm. and these are all really ac- accessible exactly and um, foods that people can get in their supermarket like it's not i know there's like a lot of like long funny words that i struggle to even say that you're going to cover but um yeah like these are all really simple simple i think it's just thinking of ways to make them Mm. like palette like nice yeah to eat and i know it must be hot like if you've kids yeah yeah. partner or husband who's not keen mm-hmm. on and you're like mom make us kill salad and they're like <laughs> they're like go us. so it's just trying to make it yeah mm-hmm. tasty um but yeah it's totally easily accessible you're mm-hmm. what you're saying hard is like you're not having to go out of your way to mm-hmm. kind of go and get like mm-hmm. all these weird things yeah exactly um, like broccoli sprouts and things like that yes it's or a wee, wee bit, bit harder yeah but to get for to get berries you know yeah, you can get them anywhere get berries so. green tea um mm-hmm. your dark green leafy veg mm-hmm. brazil nuts are really good antioxidant oh. and tomatoes and turmeric which is like my holy grail I oh my god me too turmeric, so that's a really potent my family antioxidant. like completely tease me about turmeric really? because i put it in everything, everything so good. <laughs> Carla, it's really because it's a good yeah. anti-inflammatory and antioxidant uh-huh. so um, what about cayenne pepper it is as well isn't it cayenne pepper cayenne is pepper. good it's good for like blood circulation okay because um, i would literally kick that with everything as well but, and yeah. it, oh <laughs> with your turmeric it's good for the absorption oh that's that's why you would be taking your cayenne pepper good. With it. yeah good so yeah kind of that's that's the liver and Sounds that's good. the things that we would need to be supporting so yeah. in a nutshell um your B vitamin foods, which I've discussed already, is like your greens. Yeah. So like porridge, for example, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. could have your nut butter, like almond butter. Yeah. You know, this is all easy ways that we could get that in. Mm-hmm. Your sulfur-containing compounds, so your garlic, onion, Brussels sprouts, broccoli. Yeah. Um, your cruciferous veg, again, like your kale, Brussels sprouts, mm-hmm. broccoli, um, turnip and cauliflower, and yeah, all your antioxidant-rich mm-hmm. foods is going to have our livers loving life. Sounds good. And I suppose, like, people will be wondering, right, this is all great, but 
how do I know if I have a hormone imbalance? So obviously mm. you would go and get a test done or you would get kind of, what would you recommend? If you think how you would have you a know? hormonal imbalance. So I think I definitely think I'm um, estrogen dominant, but okay. I just you think just... that because of what I kind of know and what I read and, you know, how I feel. Yeah. Um, but I haven't ever got actually checked and stuff. Is yeah. it easy enough to... They can't, I think, Carla, like, you just have to see what you're doing if you do the journaling. I think that's so good. And, like, mm. recording your signs and symptoms. Yeah. You can get functional testing done, but it can be quite expensive. Mm-hmm. So I think if you just... So you think you're better to understand your cycle yourself more? You're... If, if it's some, I, what I would say is if you are um, experiencing these symptoms for a long time, and when I say a long time, I think anywhere over like a year maybe, mm-hmm. then maybe consider booking in with a nutritional therapist. Um, like yourself? Like myself. Like your wonderful self. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, and then really like talking, yeah. uh, like getting proper advice, mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. about your signs and symptoms and getting a plan tailored especially for you Yeah, that's individual to you and then giving that a go and if you're not seeing anything, mm-hmm. any improvements, then maybe testing, like okay. functional testing is something that you could consider. Yeah. Um, but what I would say is with the endocrine system mm-hmm. is that it does take a while for things to kind of kick in and work. It's yeah. not going to be a quick fix. Yeah. Not Nothing really in the body is that you are mm-hmm. kind of treating holistically. You have to give it like at least three months ideally yeah. um, and yeah. just be persistent with it. It's all about like being consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Carla, what do you think about the liver? Have you any questions? Love or did it. You think, did that yeah. make sense? No, you? it definitely. Um, I mean, it makes sense for me. Um, there's a lot of stuff, words there and stuff that don't make sense, like the whole three functions the of the liver is and okay. stuff is um something that I suppose. I would like to maybe go away and probably people listening will want to learn more about themselves and can go off and, and do learn because obviously we're touching on things. I think it's important things. to highlight them because they're the key ones yes, for estrogen detoxification. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to make sure we're getting yeah. in the foods that are going to support them. Yeah. No, it's really, um, really uh, And just to, as I think we mentioned it already, but yeah, if you are drinking, mm-hmm. it's something that is going to burden the liver, really. Yeah. And... Um, mm-hmm. But we're not saying like, right? We're not saying that don't ever know. drink ever again, and don't no. ever eat anything that's you know because as I was literally just talking to your mummy before mm-hmm. this started, um, and like I still love my pizza and I love 100%. my curries and I lo- you know I think that's great, Carla, and well balance. Good, but you have not once a week, but making sure you're getting yep. in all these other fundamental foods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm is what's going to really make the difference. Yeah, because, like, I always kind of go back to the analogy of, like, that your body's a car. Yeah. Would you put per diesel or petrol into your car? A lot of people will answer yes, but, (laughs) like, don't do that to your body. Exactly. Because you're just going to run yourself down and and stuff. But, yes, no, that. Amazing. Good. What's next? What's next? So next, Carla, you right. So first, we want to really support the liver, and next, we want to really support the gut. Mm-hmm. Um, gut is fundamental for every single thing in the body. It is where our. I always love the the saying, um, Carla. It's not. It's not what you eat. It's what you absorb. So okay. we really want to make sure our guts are in good condition. Interesting. Um, 
Firstly, why we want the gut to be good is because we want to make sure that we are having a daily bowel movement every mm. single day. Is it really bad if you don't? Like, what if you don't? Um, it's, yeah, it is. I would say you, we want to be eliminating those toxins. We don't want anything mm -hmm. to be in to the stay. body that's not there. So it is ideal mm -hmm. that you're having one bowel movement a day. Okay. And how you can do that is make sure you're getting in um, enough fiber. Okay. And fiber's good too because it also um, gets rid of excess estrogen too. Mm -hmm. So fiber is... All the foods I've mentioned already are naturally in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like making sure you're getting in enough fiber. And also what's key with getting in fiber is making sure you're drinking enough water. Mm -hmm. The fiber's not going to do its job unless you have enough okay. liquid. Because you need that liquid to basically bulk it up. Yeah. And have a bulky stew, hopefully. Okay. So we want to make sure we're getting daily bowel movements. Um, and also this is a wee bit sciencey, Carla. But, okay, I um, love that. There is an important enzyme, um, glucuronidase, okay. which is found in the bowel if there's an unbalanced gut flora. Ooh. Right? So um, this basically can make estrogen have a second life in the body, wow, which we, really? don't, we don't want. Because okay. um, then, as I said before, it causes the imbalance. We yeah. want to make sure that it's being excreted. So... Estrogen gets a bad rep though, doesn't it? Because it, it's all, yeah, it's the, a lot of um, like PCOS, endometriosis, mm -hmm. problems with um, periods, mm -hmm. Carla can usually, I hate to say, like I don't want to make any claims or say mm -hmm. it's always estrogen dominance, yeah, but usually it but is. Yeah, but usually it is. So ways we can support the gut, Carla, um, we need to include both pre and probiotics in our diet. Mm -hmm. So our prebiotics are undigested fibers, um, which goes through the small intestine, mm -hmm. um, undigested and is fermented when it re reaches the colon. So this fermentation process um, feeds the good bacteria. Yeah. Okay, so your prebiotics, Carla, okay. are found in things like bananas, mm. onions, garlic, oats artichoke and chicory root which is you can okay. get like a chick have like a chicory root latte it's another coffee Ooh. alternative right so that's your prebiotics so um i think a lot of people are always like oh probiotics we need probiotics and i work in health store frame our health and probiotics is probably one of the best mm -hmm. sold supplements okay. um there are the prebiotics are really important. They're not gonna your probiotics are pretty useless unless you're getting in oh. those prebiotics. Right, okay. Um and your probiotics are um your life beneficial bacteria that are naturally created by the process of ferment of fermentation. So see when you say Carla about it's really like pickly, the sour yeah, right? yeah. that's good. That's showing you that it's really fermented. Yeah. Um, and I like I love gherkins and pickles and yeah. all that, but, but just this the sarcary turns it. So sarcar um kefir Kimchi, mm -hmm. um, kombucha, miso are all mm -hmm. examples of your probiotics, okay. um, which are really important. What about, um, like, so for example, I know we talked about this before with the kefir and it's obviously dairy based. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what about an alternative yes, for vegan? Shout kefir. Um, you can get um, a coconut kefir, the Koyo oh, one. Right. You know the brand Koyo, they do a coconut one. Okay. Um, but it is thought, Carla, that with kefir, um, the lactose is like 
basically digested for the fermentation process so if you have a dairy intolerance it, it could be okay for you but yes yeah. we're talking about hormones here so but so coconut kefir would probably be better okay um if you've taken antibiotics it's something you need to consider mm. as well but like probiotics is something that like personally carla i try if i'm doing really good to get a different source of probiotics mm-hmm. every week okay and change it up right. and that's really key as well for gut health is to make sure you're like changing up the vegetables that you're eating so you're okay. not eating the same the same stuff every week okay um historically we would have been eating like like so many different things yeah and now and i'm so guilty of this we kind of tend to stick to the same dinners mm-hmm. but we need all those different fibers Definitely. and bacterias to yeah. make our gut like flourish okay um and be able to like handle everything really yeah so yeah um that's the gut and i think also carla it's important to mention um dairy mm-hmm. and when i say dairy i mean like your milk yogurts cheese mm-hmm. um dairy includes hormones yeah um such as the insulin like growth factor mm-hmm. and that is to make a baby calf into exactly a cow. i always have this conversation yeah. like so, that a, a cow when you get your your bits and bobs from a cow, it's pregnant, so yeah. you're absorbing so much extra hormones, hormones, right? Yeah, exactly. So if we are suspecting a hormone imbalance, it's something mm-hmm. that you maybe want to consider. Mm-hmm. Just even not all the time, but you can definitely mm-hmm. like remove it for a while, and it's easy to now. Like you can get almond milk, coconut milk. It's so much Oat easier. Milk is really good, and like yeah. koyo, that one I mentioned also does lovely yogurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is like good alternatives, so it's something that needs to be considered. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Carla, I don't know if you've ever heard of phytoestrogens. No. No, it's a, they're a wee bit similar to to what the process of like brassica fedge does with the dim. Right. If you have, it helps if you have too much estrogen. It helps if you have too little estrogen. Mm-hmm. Basically, like attaches and get rid. Okay. Um, and your phytoestrogen are. In chickpeas, in flaxseed, um, sesame seeds, in soya, mm-hmm. um, and tempeh. But I would just be cautious with soya because yeah. it's genetically modified. So yeah. you just need to be careful with that. Since we last caught up, I have literally, I think, had a tin of chickpeas every single day. Really? <laughs> well, like I've I've had a lot of chickpeas since we last. Because you were telling me to like introduce them more into yeah, my diet and. Phytoestrogen. Yeah. Because yeah. they're estrogen. It's good if you're going through the menopause because mm-hmm. it's an estrogen mimicker. So your base, mm. your body can recognize it as estrogen, but also it helps to excrete any uh-huh. excess estrogen. So yeah. But for protein good. and stuff as well. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah. Chickpeas. And I probably shouldn't get tin ones. I should probably get the bag, shouldn't I? Oh, mm. Ideally, Carla, but like you're it's working. It all night. Exactly. You know. You're working. Yeah. And no, I wouldn't. I personally am not, no, no. <laughs> we have to live, um, but Carla, with PMS, um, I think it's really important to highlight that you really need to change, mm-hmm. um, and maybe like what supplements you're taking and what foods you're eating, depending on the symptoms, mm-hmm. so what I would say is the liver work and the gut health um, is fundamental really okay. for any hormone balance, but yeah. with PMS... We want to like really home in on what it is you're experiencing and kind of tailor for that, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So say for example, cravings, if you're, if you're having like salt, sugar, salt or sugar cravings, mm -hmm. um, usually sugar cravings can indicate um, a blood sugar imbalance. Right. So you want to make sure that um, you're keeping your blood sugars at a level state. Also, um, all, like high and low blood sugars can is a stress in the body as well, Carla, because your right. body's constantly working to get those balanced. Mm -hmm. Ways you can do that is make sure you're getting in things like cinnamon. You could easily add that into your um, porridge or your yogurts. Um, I love it, like even on oat cakes and bananas. What is it? Cinnamon. Oh, cinnamon. Cinnamon. Love cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon is really good. It actually acts like insulin, which is our um, our hormone, which it basically gets our the glucose into yeah. our cells. Right. Um, and yeah, that's what we want. We don't want glucose in the blood. We want it in the cells. And then yeah. it's able to do its job and we're okay. getting energy from it. Mm -hmm. um, so what I would say, Carla, is make sure you're getting protein, fat and fiber with every meal. Mm -hmm. if, if sugar cravings is something that you're having. Protein, fat and, and fiber. fiber. Yeah. Okay. Um, so basically this means that the glucose um, is being like slowly mm -hmm. absorbed into the blood, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's not going to crash mm -hmm. and then you're not going to like go on a big peak and then crash down yeah yeah um so yeah protein sources is your salmon eggs turkey lentils chickpeas yeah um fats olive oil avocado mm -hmm. your nut butters mm -hmm. um i found what you said um about peanut butter before um not on this uh, episode but um the last time we caught up um, you had mentioned about peanut butter. Um, I think when I eat one hundred percent natural peanut butter, it's so so good for me. Mm. But you'd said about that thing that it curdles in your gut. It can be like it can be um, basically Carla. It can be fungus forming. Okay. And if you have things like, have you heard of candida? Yes. Yeah. It can I make... am very familiar with candida. <laughs> Very familiar, too familiar. It can oh my make God. it worse. Um, oh, can so it? it can, yeah, it can right. be quite fungus forming, and then it kind of like yeah. bees like that in the gut as oh, well. Okay. I eat peanut butter, and it's I'm okay with it, but I yeah. try. I just love it, Carla. I love it so much. Like there was peanut butter in them balls you just made me. Yeah. Um, gorgeous. But um, you would recommend more almond butter. Almond butter you? is good. Yeah, it's got the vitamin okay. E, which is great for skin health, and then the. Yeah. And B vitamins as well. It's just hard when you're in the supermarket and you see the large jar of peanut and butter and the tiny well. jar of almond butter and you're like, hmm, price-wise, exactly. I think I'll go for the large jar of peanut butter. But um, yeah, health comes at a cost, doesn't it? it does. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, so yes, with your, with your cravings, blood sugar imbalance is usually indicating that. Mm -hmm. Also, Carla just... Be cautious of like hidden sugars in okay. like things like lattes, mm -hmm. um, sauces as well, mm -hmm. um, and also um, like yogurts. I think is really mm. uh, like you kind of don't realize it. It all adds up. You mm -hmm. know, you kind of don't realize that these all have these wee hidden sugars in them. Yeah, like your sweeteners and stuff. Yeah, that sort of thing. and it's also what the there's names that are different from sugars. Um, high fructo fructose corn syrup, dextrose, mm -hmm. beet juice is all like alternative names that they use to kind of try and make you think yeah. that it's not sugar, but it really is. So like sometimes what I do is if I'm wondering what 
right? You can never understand ever what is on the ingredients because if it's some sort of crazy name mm. that you have never seen before mm. or you can't pronounce it, get your phone out and Google it. Yeah. And it will tell See you. Literally stand in the shopping aisle and, and take your time and oh, the whole COVID-19 thing is probably not a great <laughs> idea. But um, Google it and, and find out exactly what that agent is or what that ingredient is or whatever and then decide if that's something that you want to put into put your body it's a really good yeah I, I, like I would do that quite often I personally like don't really I don't know Carl, I wouldn't really use much packet stuff yeah yeah if you are cooking your meals from scratch, scratch then you're not really that's it I would be the same it would be veg and yeah you know you and like if you're having your stir fry yeah you're gonna create your own so I hate buying like stir fry sauces or anything that's a really good example of like hidden sugars yeah like that stir fry sauce just say no a rule of thumb I usually use Carla is um if any so if you look at the back of the label Mm -hmm. and it will always show you per 100 gram or like per 30 gram Mm -hmm. and I always look at the per 100 gram and if it's anything over 10 grams of sugar I'm like right this is quite high Mm. so just to be cautious yeah and but your your stir fries and your like that sort of food that you're cooking, it cooks its own juice because of the vegetables. Exactly. And then that's where you add in your turmeric and your cayenne pepper yeah. and your you know, and then it's so tasty. It's you so don't gorgeous. Need you really, really don't. You really you like you really, really don't. I make one with um tamari tahini, some herbs, like just dried mixed herbs, mm-hmm. apple cider vinegar, mm. lemon and it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's a deliciously yellow one, love her. Love, love, love. <laughs> um, so, Carla, if you're experiencing fluid retention yep. with PMS, which we both do. Every month. What I would say for you and I is just to be cautious of salt intake. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you could switch for a better alternative, Himalayan salt. Mm-hmm. And that's a good alternative because it's also high in potassium, which is okay. great for like water retention. Mm-hmm. Um, so bananas would be then too? Yes. Yeah. Um, Carla also I think just be very cautious of coffee consumption because it's a Mm -hmm. diuretic which means it flushes out Um, and then that makes you hold on to more water so be cautious of that it's so interesting that I love my coffee like I love 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 spotting coffee shops Mm -hmm. going for coffee it's such a treat but um, I I would go through phases where I eliminate it, not on purpose, but mm-hmm. I naturally, my body just doesn't need it for a few weeks mm-hmm. and then I'll have it again. But see from you recommended me to start um, taking the Madge 365 magnesium. Mm-hmm. I don't need coffee anymore. Really? Don't like I kick. genuinely, I'm not craving it. Now I'm still going for a wee coffee, like maybe once a week or so and having a wee treat because yeah. it's a social thing for me. Exactly. But I don't need it. Like I don't make coffee at home or anything See, anymore. Carla, that's interesting because magnesium mm. is really important for your energy production. So mm. maybe, are you feeling like you don't need it to give you the kick? Or No, I'm actually just not craving, craving it. it. Like I don't want it. You so, know? so good. Which is really good. Coffee is... So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> It is, like, for hormonal health, it isn't the best mm-hmm. thing to be taken. Um, because, yeah, it is so. It's, it is a diuretic. It is a stimulant as well, which what means... What about tea? Sorry, which tea means is what? Good. <laughs> stimulant means it's, like, a, a kind of... It gets your nervous system mm-hmm. quite wired. And okay. we don't want that, Carla. We want things calm. We want to be in rest and digest. Mm-hmm. Um, rest and digest. Rest and that. digest, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... 
Matcha is a good alternative because yeah. it has an amino acid called L-theanine, mm-hmm. which has a calming effect on the body. Okay. So see, when you have a cup of tea and you're like, oh, that was so nice. Like, mm-hmm. your nice relaxing cup of tea, that's where that effect comes okay. from. So, yeah. Even with, like, normal, like, English breakfast tea. Yeah. Because, oh, obviously, there's caffeine and stuff in that There's caffeine as well. and it wouldn't be as harsh, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's just something to be cautious of. Like, mm-hmm. one a day... It should be okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I wouldn't go for anything more than that. Um, so with the fluid retention, Carla, as well as the coffee, I love body brushing. Right, dry body brushing. Have I haven't you, done it have yet. You not? No, oh, I did get that food. facial roller brush that you told me about. Yes, though. the dead roller. I did get that, uh, but probably two months ago, and it's still in the pack. <laughs> I haven't even opened it, so um, I will. Get your advice on how to use it yes. um, when we're done. But like, yeah. um, the body D- brushing. Um, dry body brushing is really great for stimulating your lymphatic system. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that's good. Um, because that can be also a sluggish lymphatic system can be causing fluid okay. retention. Um, so, but you basically, you can get them cheap enough in boots. And okay. you just like start from your feet and work upwards. Like mm-hmm. just brushing your, your is skin. Is it tough? No, it's not. It's It's... Maybe I'm just getting used to it, but no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And it gets rid of dead skin cells okay. and just like gets the blood flowing. Right. Um, so I think it's great for lymphatic um, health. And also yoga, where you will come in. I know it's interesting what you say about the central nervous system and you don't want to be like wired and stuff mm-hmm. because what, so if I'm teaching a yoga class mm-hmm. and you, as you're kind of easing to the end of the practice, mm-hmm. Um, I'll be very much, you know, encouraging people not to, well, all the way through, not to overstretch, but, you know, with flexing your toes and, you know, reaching for the toe and that sort of thing. And it's like, right, no, let the central nervous system relax and chill so that you can end your practice in a nice, relaxed manner and actually get a good night's sleep. So I'm all about the central nervous system. Oh, I love yeah, that. yeah, I love. It I loved too. when you said that. We can do another podcast on that. <laughs> we can do a hundred more podcasts, definitely. But Carla, um, the yoga is, as you very well know, and feel like I'm being a, like I shouldn't be saying this to you, but it's really good for um, blood flow and yes. like for that lymphatic kind of drainage yeah. as well. Yeah, um, and make things circulate, and so yeah. really good for fluid retention. And also as well, like what I love for like. The lymphatic system is reflexology. I've never tried that. Because it brings all your toxins to your lymph nodes. Yeah. And then you have to drink like a shitload of water Water after to to basically flush them away. So interesting. Um, I love as well... Carla, like something I would do, and I look like a complete header when I'm doing it is put your legs up on the wall too. Love, Love that. that. So that's another really legs good up thing. on a wall pose. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's the um? Is there a yoga I don't know that. Stop um, it. Is there? No, they're they're. Yeah, I think so. But at the end of a class, that's lovely to do. Mm. Um, if everyone goes and gets a wee space on the wall, literally tuck your bum mm-hmm. right in to the um the right angle of the floor and the wall or the skirt board and just legs straight up i just do them on and is that okay carla do it on on your bed yes yeah on okay. your bed see this is the thing like do your yoga wherever you want you Want-to, don't have to be yeah. in the in the uh yoga studio or whatever yeah. um but doing it at home see if you are 
feeling super stressed. So especially like keeping it on topic, us as women, we affect our menstrual cycles so much by our lifestyles and being stressed out and with just with normal family life stuff that you can't help. And um, so as well as all your nutritional therapy, which is absolutely crucial, um, you've got your your wee kind of yoga at home things yeah. that you can do, you know, legs up on the wall if it's three o'clock in the morning and you've woke up, maybe you suffer from anxiety or Well, this whatever, is just tying know. right into my next point. Anxiety, if you're getting that mm-hmm. with PMS and depression and like mm-hmm. irritability, it's it is indicating that the central nervous system just needs a wee bit of support. Mm-hmm. Um and your adrenal health as well, Carla. Mm-hmm. So ways that you can do that is also making sure your blood sugar's in balance, because as I said before, that's a stress on the body and an added stress. Mm-hmm. Um sleep is very important, so making sure you're getting your eight hours of sleep, mm-hmm. good quality sleep at night. I am a stickler for sleep. I am too, Carla. Oh I've been God. in such a bad habit with going to bed really late. Yeah. And it makes you feel rotten. And it's so Horrible. important for like recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's important um, your hormones, gra- leptin and ghrelin. Mm-hmm. Ghrelin, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, <laughs> are um, basically they control your appetite. Okay. And when you're get in less sleep they're elevated so then you're more likely to reach for like sugary carby yeah. things which then is setting your blood mm-hmm. sugars all off again mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. sleep is so important if those if anxiety depression um yeah. for everything but in yeah. particular if you are getting those pms you want to make sure you're focusing on that i take my sleeping needs from my mother do you yeah see if you wake her up oh you've woke based <laughs> <laughs> i'm I just, I'm, I'm like, a, a, the next day, I'm like, there's just, uh-huh. I'm like a zombie, I need my sleep to function. What do you think about um, the kind of PMS side of things, and for PMS sufferers who eat really late in the evenings, would that have a massive impact? Because obviously, like they say, you know, don't eat after six, um, don't eat after... Um, seven mm. and whatever so do you, would there be any correlation um, or I, yeah Carla I think it is best and like obviously some people are shift workers and they don't have that option but if you do if you can like leave it about three hours before you go to sleep before mm-hmm. you add anything just so your body's able to do the recovery mm-hmm. processes in other areas and it's not focusing on digesting your food and mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like we're fasting comes yeah. in again. We could do another podcast. Oh on my that. god, totally! But it's um, yeah, it is okay. a, more ideal um, that your body's working on okay. other areas, not not having to digest yeah. food, mm-hmm. and you know yourself when you go to bed and you've got a big heavy meal. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. I don't want to be a bit sluggish. The and next it, day. especially the next morning, you feel so horrible. Yeah. For I do sure. anyway. No, I'm I like do. either getting straight up to go to the toilet or it's I... not naturally when your digestive enzymes mm-hmm. and your digestive juices are mm-hmm. high. It's mm-hmm. not that they're higher when you wake up, mm-hmm. and they kind of gradually decrease throughout the day. But it's so at nighttime they're not going to be at their best point, so you're not really going to be digesting your mm-hmm. food. 
that well so yeah, yeah. and wake in hello i know um but yeah so no that's amazing i think as well carla it's important to mention about um like stimulants not only your sugar and your coffee but also like social media news mm. um work emails like just yeah i feel like we're just having that constant bombarding mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. we are on call 24 7 and it is a stressor yeah. so you just yeah, need to be totally. a bit cautious about that um your essential fatty acids again are so important for your brain and your central nervous system mm-hmm. so your oily fish and if you're vegan an epa dha supplement is something i would really recommend okay um and again your yoga your meditation your mm-hmm. journaling you're getting out into nature just really helping to yeah. keep things calm and and to connect and to connect yeah um and Carla, finally, if you're getting cramps, um, it could be a sign of magnesium deficiency. Ooh. If that's something that you would be getting, it's my favorite word at the moment, <laughs> magnesium. And again, Carla, that'd be great for the anxiety as well mm-hmm. and the irritability is magnesium because it is also known as nature's relaxant. So making sure, um, you could be getting that in dietary ways, um, yeah. through cacao, bananas, pumpkin seeds, your dark mm-hmm. green leafy veg. However, I would say the soil content just isn't as good as what it used to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Epsom salt baths are good. Yeah. Um, but I do love a wee magnesium supplement. Yeah, same. The mags 365 is something I really I like. got the magnesium um, bath flakes. Yes, great, Carla. Yeah. Really good. And that's a good gentle way of it getting in as well. Mm-hmm. So with um, PMS, yes. food-wise, that's really everything uh-huh. um what i would say is yes liver support gut health but just maybe adjust what you're doing depending on your symptoms okay so does um, that make sense yes which ties in nicely what i'm gonna say All right so f- just to finish up so you touched on it like way at the start um and i'll probably do quite a few episodes around this because I think it's so important mm-hmm. but it's getting to know your cycle and mm-hmm. um, so there's actually um on this podcast there is a already an episode um with getting to know and understand your cycle and um, so you can listen to that but the key is journaling mm-hmm. which you touched on earlier Um, literally getting a blank book mm-hmm. and the day that your period comes is day one of your cycle and just literally write down from day one all the way through your bleed, all the way through the whole cycle mm-hmm. until your next bleed, how you're feeling emotionally, what your cravings are, um, you know, are you having a cry, are you up and down? Um, just recording it, yeah. Just recording everything. Sounds good. Um, which is what I've been doing from about... Well, could be a while ago, maybe maybe six months solid. Um even your stools mm-hmm. and everything, um, just to help you understand now that you have like now that the listeners have an overview of PMS and what to kind of um nutritionally yeah. go for and to help just to keep track to of what know. you're feeling and yeah, yeah month to month what you're kind of, what's keep coming up like yeah. what's recurrent so just to understand your your cycle and understand um how you can kind of medicate through food yeah. and take at different parts also, of your cycle yeah carla yeah. i really love that it's such a good idea mm-hmm. um so try it um i think just want to touch on other key factors really quickly mm-hmm. hormone like endocrine disruptors so parbens 
Mm-hmm. Once you're finding your cosmetics, fake yeah, tan. that's such a tricky one. Be isn't cautious of that. I know it really, like that, really is. That's the one that kills me because I, right, I'm pasty white, redhead. <laughs> Same. So I literally have um, all of the Dove gradual tan on my body all the time. So I'm like, oh, I can't give up tan. I, I just know. can't. Luso tan is one that's good. It's paraben yeah. free and organic. It's mm-hmm. really good. I'll look um, into that. And also, um, yes, just increasing your healthy fats. Mm-hmm. That's important for hormone production mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for balancing um, your blood sugars, as we've already mentioned. Perfect. Um, supplements, really quickly. Yes. There is one called Shadowfari, which uh-huh. I have recently came across. Haven't taken it myself or haven't heard of anyone taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is really good for balancing sex hormones mm-hmm. and stress hormones. Okay. Um, and that's because it's an adaptogen, so it allows us to adapt to changes and stress in our lives. Okay. Um. So yeah, Shadowbari, it might be something worthwhile I'll be to under look that. out for. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. Is there any questions? No, I think that's all great, and I think um just if anyone who's listening has more questions or wants to get in touch with you directly for advice or appointments or whatever it might be that they can follow you on instagram at glow health Health, is it glow underscore health or is it just glow health glow health Health and uh, on instagram and you can obviously um slide into my dms as well and i can um get you in touch with paula if you've got any trouble finding her or even if you've any other questions around yeah. journaling or anything like that but no thank you so much oh, you're welcome I love that. that love the treats love the yeah. tea you're welcome <laughs> and yes I just think it's important to kind of note that like everyone's different mm-hmm. um everyone's individual so yeah like yeah nutritional therapy will will hopefully like mm-hmm. what's the word like kind of um home in on you as an individual mm-hmm. so it might be best to get an individual like an individual plan absolutely because it's you. not a one-size-fits-all exactly like, and that's what i'm trying to say yeah <laughs> and listen listening to this episode as well like don't just take on board everything that we're talking about yeah and um, whilst everything you're saying is absolutely amazing um your body is different from the next person to the next person to the next person exactly. so um, yeah, invest in your health for your PNS. <laughs> well, thanks, um, Carla. Yeah, so thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks.